Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, jazzy. <laughs> jazzy. Episode 465. Woo! I love it. Speaking of jazzified, well, not really. This is like nothing to do with jazzified, but just something that sounded jazzy to me. I saw mm. the most adorable video on Instagram of Dolly Parton and another woman, I don't know who it was, that she was interviewing, and they were rubbing their acrylic nails and yes. making a beat with the acrylic nails. And as you know, a recent mm-hmm. nail enthusiast who is like, you know, <laughs> I can. Uh, Oh, yeah. Make a little bit of my own. So when I was watching that, I was like, oh, isn't that fun? And she's Dolly just, knows is, how is to she use just the best herself. or what? Yeah. Yeah, she uses what she's got, doesn't oh, she? I love her so much. I've been wearing that shirt that we made, the uh, if you if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Oh. I've been wearing that Do one Do people a lot. love that when you wear it? I really just wear it to bed, so. And so I don't oh, really see cute. people, so. <laughs> <laughs> they would love it. They would love it if they did see it. Probably. Do you think that I feel like Dolly's um, boobs have gotten smaller? Do you think she's just not wearing the pointy bra anymore, so they just look smaller? Oh, maybe. Maybe she got a breast reduction. I mean, they're still humongous. Don't get me wrong. Right. But yeah, like they used to just be a punchline and constantly discussed, and now everyone just loves her for who she is. Well, isn't that, isn't that wonderful? As they should. Yeah. And this is like Susie. This is like when you're a stripper and you're like, "Excuse me, boo boos are down here." <laughs> you're like, "Oh, can we go back to talking about Dolly's chest, please?" <laughs> right. Enough about I the mean, substance of right. her character. Does she get no love? I mean, for goodness' sake. <laughs> Somebody show this woman I have some a dream love. that uh, one day we will be judged for the size of our breasts, not, not the, the content, content of our character. Oh, God, that's so funny. Oh, I mean, Sus, I just think her me. boobs are beautiful. They Don't really get me are. Wrong. I, all boobs are beautiful. Mm-hmm. All boobs and all vaginas. I'm going to go ahead and say that. That I disagree with. I know you do, but I'm going to I'm going to say that that's is nice, incorrect. Though. Because I watched, and we, I, I don't know if I ever, we ever talked about this on here, but there's a documentary that came out, oh gosh, it's got to be years ago now, where this woman did molds, like, 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 uh, yeah, molds, essentially, of women's vaginas, and then displayed okay. them in, like, this big mural, and what, but she didn't just do the mold, she would interview them, and then she would talk about oh, them, no. about their relationship with that, what it's like, and then she would do the mold, and then she would, um, you know, she did the, pro- like, this big art installation project where she was, like, talking about some of the women's, like, beliefs about them, and then showed just how different and unique all vaginas are, as we all they are, are different. like people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, oh, my vagina, what do I call it? Vagina confidence went up through the roof watching this. Why? Because you, you're like, oh, everybody's got, you're, they're different bits and parts and who cares what it looks like? And it's all just fine. <laughs> and everybody just needs to relax and don't worry about what you, everybody's fine. That's easy for you to say with your perfect I don't pee. think it is. I think I ju- it's not. Like, I, I act like I've seen it. Right, I know. You're so funny. <laughs> like, you're like, it's perp. I'm like, it's not. I just imagine that it is. And I, I have seen a perfect one because I saw someone who um, was uh, post-op uh, transgender. And oh, so basically a manufacturer vagina. Was it vagina. Beautiful. I want one of those. Oh, my God. I was jealous. I was like, well, what the heck? <laughs> That's what the, you got like the Michelangelo sculpture of <laughs> vaginas. Come on, I have vaginal you know envy what? right now. And you know what? She deserved it. So, well, good for her. Go. Good yeah, for her. I mean, you're right. That is true. Trans people all deserve perfect genitals. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, I but, like that. I mean. You know, I used to hear, what do they call that where you get your vag refreshed? Oh, yes. Uh, rejuvenation. Uh, yes, vaginal rejuvenation. I used to think that was ridiculous because, like, who cares? Guys are just happy to be looking at one. They don't. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure lesbians would feel the same. Yeah. But um, but now I'm like, I don't know. I want to clean this thing up. It's too floppity sloppity over here. Ow. Too many know. flaps. There's yeah. too many flaps. I want to tidy like my house. Oh my gosh. Susie's <laughs> like, I'd like my house to match my... <laughs> or maybe that's what keeps you motivated to clean your house. Right. Like I'm just Since m- I have no control over my vagina flaps, <laughs> I just clean obsessively. Just obsessively clean. Right? It's the one thing we can't control. Oh, that's funny. 
I, don't I wish know why. I could just show everybody and then get some feedback. Like, do Susan, I need rejuvenation? I'm, I guarantee you can. You are more than welcome to show me anytime, and it will be judgment free. And I will. I guarantee That's you. That's why I can't do I, it because you'll be just like, say it's nice. I know because I guarantee you it is, and I guarantee you it looks probably similar to mine. No way. I I know you say that, but I just uh uh-uh. uh. So I've seen you in a bathing suit. You make it sound like you've like. <laughs> Like I've been wearing a chastity belt. Right. Like, no one's seen like, it she's my in whole like life. baggy jeans and like overalls. Like, no, that's Drop me. Crossed. So right. Let's quit talking about it. Oh, gosh. That's so funny. Anytime I can get Susie to talk about her vagina, like, just. <laughs> and every time I say it's floppity sloppity, I'm like, why do I say that? <laughs> why do I just announce these things? <clears throat> Okay. I think that about every one of our episodes. So I'm like, I can't believe the world. But as we learned in previous episodes, sharing de- secrets is yeah. a way to make friends. So that's why us. people like us. That's why people love the show. The, Hi, friends. How you doing? I really do want to know, what is the rate at which we stop recording and you think, ugh, I shouldn't have said such and such? Is it frequent or rare? Rare. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, it's every episode for me. <laughs> oh my god, you're so funny. Every episode. Um, I'm trying to think of favorite anything like no. No, I can't. I can't really you know. And and I think it was more some <laughs> things where I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I shared that." It was more like when there was like uh, hard stuff going on with like my divorce and things like that. But that's like the stuff where it's really hard to share, but once you do, people are like, "Oh, thank you so much for doing that." Oh, really? You felt like it was hard to share because you felt exposed? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, people do appreciate that, though, because then it's relatable and they've probably been through something similar. And then when I got feedback saying people had, it was like, oh, okay, I feel better now. So that's it. I definitely know people said that about your miscarriage episode. Yes, I think that was that. very generous and I'm sure difficult, but people mm-hmm. really appreciated it. Mm, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of which, Chrissy Teigen. Oh, that was just so heartbreaking. Sad, right? So sad. I, we didn't even talk about that on here. Yeah. That one really, but how brave and how, yeah. And I'm people, sure she's good. There was support. a big backlash about that. I don't like that. I don't either. Shut up, everybody. Yeah, shut up, everybody. It's her life. She can share yeah. whatever she wants. Well, and, and especially if you're going to share, she's a very um, open person right. on there. So if you're going to be like that, it is nice to also show the really not so great parts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, is, yeah. people think you have a perfect life. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that it's so weird how the opinions people have when it's a woman's thing. Like right. I really don't think there would have been that backlash if some actor came on and was like, "I'm impotent." Like we might no, giggle about it or not. something. But yeah, no, yeah. no, no, definitely not. Or we'd be like, wow, he's so brave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see that on Camilla's pictures too when she posts breastfeeding stuff. People are like, that should be private. And she's like, oh, well, you can keep yours God. private then. Yeah, keep yours it's private. I think choice. breastfeeding, that should all be out. No, just freaking whip a titty out. I don't even care. I know. I've come a long, long way on that because really? I used to be in the feeling. Yeah, because I just thought... Not that it, there was anything shameful about it, but just that it, it's like some things really should be private. Like everybody pees, for example, but we're not posting right. pictures of it. Correct. But, you know, but I realized that is flawed logic and yeah. that it's really just because we're all so sexualized right. That's culturally yeah. that we can't see it. It's like dissonant for us. We're like, well, those are really sexy boobs, but she's feeding her son. So right. I don't know how to feel about this. Right. I that so. is totally so I'm just like we definitely need to desensitize ourselves to I agree the, the boob yeah yeah oh my free god the nipple, especially breastfeeding is yep. beautiful uh, it's so beautiful it oh my god speaking of which Camilla posted this picture recently of like a, this overhead shot of her in the bathtub with her baby my heart just yeah. melted it was the cutest thing I've ever <laughs> it's seen it's so cute oh that time's my, the best time oh you know. my gosh that is the sweetest thing I don't know I don't have one of those things <laughs> well I meant just baths in I want to know yes we know that <laughs> like, baths are the best <laughs> I want to bathe um, the child 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Do you think you are anxious? I always oh my for you God. Like laid back. No, I am about as high strung as they get. Wait a minute. How did I misread you all this time? It's more like the oh you do get wound up yes i get wound I up see. and the internal yeah. dialogue that i have <laughs> right, can right, take right, right. over oh the monologue the yeah. monologue is like yeah. a very negative track oh that's you the know worst. that i gotta really fight and it's really? like constant 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 remind challenging of that thought of that's not true you're not the worst person that ever was and you know yeah you got to like recognize that you are not your thoughts and those are just like you know i was having to research this the other day because i get unwanted thoughts oh yes which i forget it's called unwanted and upsetting or something i forget the name of them but and they can be very yes intrusive and they can feel so um, scary. Yes. And you really have to read about it and learn about how that is, like you said, it's not who you are. Not who you are. And that the, the reason they come is because you are so unlike that thing, whatever yep. you're thinking of, that it's almost this weird brain glitch. Yep. That puts it on a loop. Thanks, brain. Uh, right? I mean, our brain. You know who I, I always, what I always bring up when I have clients that are dealing with that, because that really is a symptom of OCD too. Yeah. And, um, can be really common. Uh, and I always talk about Stephen King because think mm. about the thoughts in that guy's brain. <laughs> right. And you know what he did? He wrote them down. If mm-hmm. he lived with those thoughts of, what if this dog comes back from the dead? And then what if this dog bites my face off? And then what if this dog... Th- I mean, he was like, yeah, that's you insane. Can like you can go crazy. lean into it. Yes. Not in terms of doing the thing that your brain might be telling yes. you to do or whatever, but just knowing like, oh, this is interesting. Let's work yes. through this. Yes. Because otherwise you get scared and you run from it. Right. And then it chases you. <laughs> yes. And you what know? that is, my mom was just having this conversation with me because I was telling her, how do I... Like, how am I so bad or good, I should say, at like beating myself up in my mind? And she was like, well, because you're creative and you're good Mm -hmm. at thinking about a million different ways to label this feeling. Oh, maybe it's because you're, you know, so you're like create, you're using one of your skills, which is being a creative person who looks at all the possibilities to explain away your feelings that you can't do with words because they're feelings. Yeah. And you kind of need someone to just be like, no, you're good. Don't yeah, worry. And you really do. Okay. To be yeah. like, I love you. You're not an awful human. And that is just your brain playing tricks on you. And that's it. Yeah. Our brains are the worst sometimes. I know. It makes me mad. I know, Suze. It's like now I'm, I'm a with you on freak. this. Yeah, because I'm a control freak, so I want to have everything in order. And sometimes my brain's like, nah, I'm going to do this other thing that is antithetical to your character. Oh, gosh. And you're going to never stop thinking about it. Yeah. Uh But let's all be in that together and just be like, it's fine. Yeah. So it's part of the human experience. So we should just be like, okay, and and accept it and not be judgmental. Yeah. The end. See, didn't we all learn something? We sure did. I watched a fantastic documentary Ooh, on Netflix. Me. I think it was recommended to me by Christy the Brainiac. Ooh, and shout out to Christy. Shout out to Christy. And it's called Hope Frozen. Did you watch oh, it? Oh, my God. I started it. <laughs> oh, and you couldn't go? Uh, I, ha- I was like, uh, because I was only halfway paying attention. Like, I had it, like, on the background. And because it was a, a lot of subtitles, I was like, no, no, no. I got to sit down and give this thing the full attention that it deserves because whoa is that a story tell the people 
Okay, so this documentary is exploring the concept of cryogenics, uh, where you freeze your loved one, or I guess you could sign up to freeze yourself after your death, um, to with the aim of being resuscitated or resurrected, however you see it, um, whenever technology allows. And they do it through the lens of a particular um, Thai family who had a daughter who ended up being... Uh, having a cancer, mm-hmm. a very, very aggressive and deadly cancer at, I think two or three is when she was diagnosed. And was it brain can a type of brain cancer? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. And she, when they realized, you know, she went to a coma and, uh, after that point she had like 20 surgeries uh-huh. and 10 rounds of radiation and stuff. And I mean, this is just a little toddler and yeah. Whatever, and so it became clear that she was likely not going to survive. In fact, it was pretty much impossible. And so the dad is a doctor, and he started researching cryogenics and Mm -hmm. considering whether this would be a good option. And so they signed her up. She passed away. And then within 60 seconds from being declared dead, they start the process, which involves uh, draining the body and... Doing all sorts of really sort of um, unsettling things to the corpse. And then they put them in this tank to like keep them frozen. And um, it's fascinating to watch. Just the idea of the science of it is interesting. But in, in the end, the reason why I really liked it was it became clear at the end. They, they had an older son and he got mm-hmm. to an age... Yeah. where he realized they had probably spent a lot of money and effort and energy on something that was sort of um, kind of taking advantage of the optimism mm-hmm. and hope of people who are in a vulnerable position. And he kind of had to break the news to his parents that, like, she's not probably going to come back. And that uh. even if they could revive her that she would have no memories or identity. And so you're not really freezing her. Oh God. And so for me, it was fascinating to understand the lengths that will go when we are grieving and when we love so very much, like her family just adored her. And so I don't blame them or think they're weird or anything like that. I think they were just in love with their daughter and that yeah. the likelihood of that science coming about is almost zero. Absolutely. I would definitely say almost zero. And in fact, mm-hmm. the to me, we are focusing on, it, it seems almost like the farther along we move with science and the more we advance, we, we can understand that in the same way, like our thoughts are not us, like mm-hmm. our body is the vehicle and the conscious mind is like who we are. And so mm-hmm. I see a few, I see the future in um, like some sort of downloading of a consciousness mm-hmm. that is more in line with the preserving of life than the uh, uh, like encapsulating a body that is just the vehicle, yeah. you know? Well, and like, like, the essence of who you are is certainly not your body. It's not at all. And in fact, right. like, don't your cells change every seven years anyway? So it's That's like you are like a different person if we're just looking at the body. But that's not where you live and exist. It's like. And the thing is, like, even if they brought her back to life, including her memories and identity, you won't be here then. Right. Ugh. And so what you're doing is c- delaying right acceptance oh, that she's gone well this is that equation for suffering isn't it yes yeah Pain and they are still suffering all those resistance yeah right suffering. so the, at the end you see that they're in a different place now and you can decide for yourself but for me it was kind of it was fascinating but it is a mm. really a look into grief rather than a yes. look into the science of yes um all that 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I read this really fascinating story in Smithsonian Magazine. Mm -hmm. And I real I want hope Dahlia puts this in the newsletter because I won't do it justice. It was so fun to read and fascinating. Oh. I'll give you I'll do the best I can. So there was a family that was living in Russia who were I would call them like the Russian equivalent of Amish. Okay. Okay. You know, it's yeah. like um a fringe religious community yeah, yeah. and they experienced persecution and as a result they were being attacked and literally on the day they were attacked the dad of this family uh took the wife and the kids and just like went into the woods and they just kept going running from wow. this perceived um oppression yeah and they just went and went and went and they ended up in literal uncharted territory of wow. Siberia. Whoa. Oh, and that Siberia is like right? the, the most vast and dangerous like right place. Like unsurvivable. Unsurvivable. Essentially. Mm -hmm. But they did, and these bozos lived there. Bozos? For, I mean, they're not. Oh, they're, they seem so really funny. cool. But uh, they lived there for 40 years. Whoa! 40 years. And... They, I think it was in the 1930s, and then in, they were found in the 1970s. So they didn't know World no. War II happened. They didn't know they had put a man on the moon. Oh, my God. Imagine what changed from 1930 to 1970. Right. Oh, and my God. And they're just God. hanging out in Siberia. And the the story of how they survived was totally fascinating because i just don't have what it takes whatever they right. have that allowed them to survive i just don't have it they were eating bark and bark how does it like, how do they, you even know that that has any like right nutrients in it oh gosh i, I guess mean i guess when you're it, you starving yeah you, yeah. you can damn but they built a little kind of log structure or wood bark structure and were they just were innovative in finding ways to keep warm and yeah. to manage to find enough food to at least survive but then a group of geologists was doing research in the area and they found them and they were just fascinated because they of course these people were scared they thought they were going to get killed yeah. but eventually they gained enough trust to come out and sort of engage now two of them had been born in captivity. Yeah, what's that? I have some questions. Yeah, okay. So this is a really big family with a lot of kids. Most of them had been out in civilization at least for a period of time, mm -hmm. but two of them were born there. And um, they had developed sort of their own language where oh, they would just like yes. coo at each other. <laughs> Weird! <laughs> right? But like, I guess they understood the Russian as well because the dad spoke Russian. Gosh. But... Whenever they, the geologists were sort of introducing them to innovation and saying, here, we, we've invented this thing. You can look at it. The thing that really caught the dad's eye was cellophane, of all things. He was like, cellophane. it's glass, but you can crumple it. Oh, my gosh. And that, is, really, that is really interesting to know right. what, what like blows somebody's mind yeah. if they haven't had any... Because Exposure. because it's not like anything else that, you know, our brain wants to make like metaphors and is like, this is like this. And I can see the mm -hmm. connection of how, you know, I can see how this works with this. But that one, you'd be like, how the fuck did we get that? You know, if you, you'd have to explain a lot first. I'm, I mean, just who would even think cellophane no, would be such a never, novelty? Never, never in a million but years. Like the hard frost killed everything growing in their garden and by, because they tried to grow a garden, but then of course it gets real cold in Siberia. Yeah. And uh, by spring, the family had been reduced to eating shoes 
and bark. What? <laughs> oh my god, a shoe. Right. That's okay, like- so then they totally ran out of food, and so the mom just gave what they had to the kids. So she died, oh. and then the kids looked out and outside their house, one sprig of like, I forget if it was a pea or a bean plant sprouted and the dad built a fence around it and guarded it 24 hours a day from like mice or pests or whatever. And then it, um, harvested 18 beans and that was like, they were psyched. Oh my God. They thought they had gotten a cornucopia bountiful blessing. This is like when I find little joys now that I've been in lockdown for so long. Like they <laughs> were like right. thrilled it's about some low. beans because they were in the ultimate lockdown. Right. And um, so Damn. they didn't want to leave though, even after they, oh, I love this. Let me read you this. So the only gift that they would accept because they didn't want to leave that place. They, they wanted to stay even yeah. though they had been discovered. The only thing they would take from the geologists was salt. And they said living without it for four decades had been true torture. Oh, you are, you are right there with them. I know. I was like, exactly. You're like, this is what I've been saying. Need flavor. But anyway, so they're all dead now except one. um, And she still lives there all alone in Siberia. And she's in her 70s. All alone. Yeah. Inside, all alone. Yes. What? And they still are these religious extremists, though. So a lot of it is informed by that. Okay. Because they think, like, civilization is sinful now. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Right. Maybe they're onto something. I know. I think I'm they're like, They're not oh, bozos. They're not. We're bozos. We are. I know. After I watched I The Social like, Dilemma, I was like, oh, yeah, we yeah. should all be Amish. Yeah, we should. <laughs> I just love... That that people have that kind of will to to survive. Oh God! Right? It it's amazing. I feel like people really don't know their own resilience until they're put in situations like that. Yeah, I guess. Because like you say, oh, I couldn't survive. I know you could. Eating bark, Sarah. If you had to do it for Lincoln <laughs> and for yeah, oh, yeah you Lincoln. See, there you go. You'd eat some fucking bark. But, like, what if it were your family growing up, you know? You'd be like, what? No, I'm not here. You wouldn't know any different. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so optimistic. Well, I don't I just, like, there was that book. Uh, oh, I think it's called A Man's Search for Meaning. Hmm. Have you heard of this? No, that sounds great, though. I think, I believe it's called Man's Search for Meaning. And it was by, let me see, Man's Search. Yeah. Uh, by Viktor Frankl. And he was in a uh, Nazi concentration camp and he chronicled, he was a psychiatrist or uh, psychotherapist. Yeah, he was like a psychiatrist, I think. And he uh, chronicled his experience in the concentration camps and talks about what what the people who survived had and what it was. It was, and a lot of it was um, hope and like, really, it was hope and it was like this holding on to there being like somebody else out there or this being like, like they will survive thing. They that had, I they get. had hope. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand why these Russian people did have hope because there wasn't something at the end. This was just their new life. Yeah. That to well, me Well, maybe is the hope like, is that ugh. they won't, they won't be persecuted. Yeah. It must be. Mm-hmm. That persecution must've been real bad though. <laughs> right. Cause if that's preferable, Oh, Lord. But yeah. it was really good and fascinating. And there's lots of pictures in the article, too. So you can yeah, see what, they, that's really what their cool. place looked like. I would love yeah. to check that out. I read something recently that said Siberia is one of the places that is benefiting from climate change because it's warming up. Right. And right. now it's not the deserted, uh, you know, tundra that it used to be. That's what that said. Like in the summer months, for just a minute, mm-hmm. it's it almost seems... Nice. Mm-hmm. Right. For a minute. <laughs> Just don't yeah. get used to it. Yeah. But it's like those minutes, I guess, are getting longer now. So, As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. 
Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Uh, one, okay. more, one more thing on that Man Search for Meaning book. It said that it, this little like write-up that I was looking at right here says that um, it, he described a, a method which involved identifying a purpose in life to feel positive about and then immersively imagining that outcome. Oh, that's good. So advice. maybe that fits in line with yeah, them. that I can get get, get on. Here's the that. purpose to life here, to, that I want to feel positive about, and then I'm going to intensely and immersively imagine myself in that positive place. I notice that with the prisoners I write to. Yes, I bet. A lot of times they they create meaning. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we. I have a debate. Another art debate for Ooh, you. Oh, I love it. We've been doing that a lot lately. Yeah. Maybe because like art's all we have right now, so it's like right there you go. It keeps coming up. There uh-huh. was a building, I believe. I I picture it in New York, but maybe it wasn't. Okay, there was a building owned by this guy, and he had told um, an artist, sort of collective, a group mm-hmm. of artists, mm-hmm. that they could um, do their graffiti on that space. So it's a sanctioned area where graffiti artists are allowed to yeah. put their artwork. I dig it. Say that again. I dig it. Yes. I dig it. Yes. And it even had a name. I think it was called five points oh, and you know, artists would like come I've from all of over this. the world. I think it's famous. Yeah. Okay. And people would come from all over the world and do their graffiti on there. And then one day he decided to, he changed his mind, the landlord, and he painted over all of it with white paint. And so the artist collective um, sued him for demolishing their artwork. And when I first read the headline, I was like, well, it's his building and it's graffiti. So they should be, he should be allowed to paint it whatever he wants. Mm. But Apparently, the precedent in the court is that if the graffiti has, I'm going to butcher the the phrase, but it's something like um, noted value or something, Mm kind of like Banksy Mm -hmm. stuff where it's seen as helpful to the community or everyone knows it's art, then you can't just paint over it. And the judge found that that was true in this case. Wow. And so he was fined $7 million. Whoa! Hell, that's what you get from being a dick. Because I think the, the fee was capped at 150000 per wow. graffiti. And there yeah. were so many wow. that that's what it amounted to. What do you think? I, uh, damn, I, I, I kind of want to be on the side of the artist in this one. Because okay. I I think after I did like a quick Google search and I looked at it, I think that maybe this guy didn't know how much of a uh, destination spot this would turn into. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that maybe he didn't like people coming there or people like vandalizing it or whatever else it brought. That people thought everybody could come there and then write on it. So he was like, I don't know, I'm making all this up. But this is like yeah, my maybe theory. he felt like this got out of hand. Yeah, and so he's like, I know, I'll just take it away. And mm. I mean, the judge had said if the guy had gotten the correct permits to allow him to paint over it, yeah, then this wouldn't have happened. But well, he just go. sort of swung his dick around and yeah, took matters into his own hands. Yeah. So, but he died like the day before the ruling. Oh, so <laughs> no, he was so, old though. He was. Do they even get any of the money though? Maybe from his estate. Oh, I hope so. Unless he didn't have one. Maybe they just get their building back. Yeah. That would be justice. What does it look like now? Just I white wonder. and ugly. No! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I guess it's a weird thing, though, to acknowledge that sometimes graffiti isn't just graffiti. And it's hard to know the line. And that was what the defense or the, let's see. 
defense argued. They yeah. were like, that's too vague. How do you know what's actual art and what's, Where is you know. The li- oh, that's a hard game to play with graffiti. Well, with so many things. Right. It's like, mm. well, who's, that, who's the one deciding? Right. Right. I find graffiti to be <sighs> annoying mostly. But good one, like I remember driving on that F train in New York and passing some part in Brooklyn that was just all graffitied up, and it was so fun to pass that. It was like, yeah, it I look forward That's to true. it. I yeah. really like that. I remember watching the casting special of the Road Rule season that that guy Yes was on. Yeah. Do you remember him, Semester at Sea? And he was a yes. graffiti artist. Yes, 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 I do. Okay, yeah, and I, I do. remember them asking him, like, how do you justify, you know, putting graffiti on a building you don't own? Yeah. And he's like, well, it makes it more beautiful. Right. And they're like, but you don't own it. He's like, but it makes it more beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the circle that they went in and there's no answer. And the judge is saying, well, yeah, there is. If it does make it beautiful, then maybe it's... It's fine. Oh, I like this. This is really helping my uh, uh, trimming the plant argument. Oh my God. Are you still thinking about that? Well, you know, every now and then. Especially since they haven't <laughs> done jack shit to that thing yet. Oh my God. So uh, I'm just always going to complain about that. Find a way to work it in. We were tagged in, I think it was a tweet from a brainiac. It was a New York Post article about mm-hmm. Harry Catter per- pillars. Did you see it? No. Okay. So it just said something like venomous hairy caterpillars invading US or something. Oh, thought, for goodness well, sakes. Yeah, I just wrote, oh no. oh no. But I mean, I on the other hand I thought, well, all caterpillars are furry and like how bad are can they? they? Be? Well, you know how they have those like Yeah, it's like I feel fur. like some are fur. Some caterpillars are not. Are there more wormy? Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's true. Okay. I, guess I just wanted to I'm make picturing. sure. I was like, do am I calling something that? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe I am. The ones I'm picturing have like a fuzz on them. I know of those. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, these aren't that. These, these aren't that. look like they're, they call them toxic toupees. And oh, that's exactly no. what they look no. like. They have no. long hair. Stop, stop. Like I have to Google this right now. Stop yeah. it. Venomous hairy caterpillars. Google Stop. It. Venomous hairy caterpillars. I swear, and they if say I they ever look died, like cousin it. V n e m o u s. Hairiest hairy caterpillars. Yeah, they say they look like cousin it, and if you do get stung by it or even touch it, they say oh. it's the worst pain that you could ever experience. Oh my! Oh my God! They sure it looks like cousin it. Yeah, it looks like it has <laughs> actual hair. Actual oh my gosh, hair. like you could brush that shit. Like an auburn. <laughs> well, this is very confusing as somebody who loses a lot of hair and then has hairballs around the house. Oh my God. I need to make sure that I'm not picking up a poisonous furry pus caterpillar. Okay, next conversation is that they discovered a new shape. See, you know, when you go and tell me these things... I, I never know how you're going to react. I think I think I know all the shapes. <laughs> what do you Just mean? Just when you get a handle on the shape. Right. Just, don't even, and don't you dare go tell me there's like a new color or something. I can't handle that. <laughs> so what is it, this new shape? <clears throat> well, scientists discovered when they were doing a computer program that there kept being this shape and... They figured, oh, I wonder what that's called. And so they contacted mathematicians and they were like, hey, what's this thing called? And the mathematician's like, well, we don't know. We've never really seen it before. So they got to name it. That actually gives me the the chills and I don't know why. Well, I get excited because it's like, it's fun to think we don't know that much. We don't. There's so many more surprises. So much. Wow. That makes me happy. That's the hope that I like to cling to is like. There's so much more to learn. There sure is. So what so, do they name it? So they named it a scutoid. Well, that's fun. Scutoid, I should say. Scutoid. And they describe it as a prism with a zipper. Okay. A prism? If you Google it, it's yeah. really funky and hard to describe. Oh, of course it is. They don't even know what it is, Suze. Yeah. S-C-C-U-toid. <laughs> and... Um, they mm-hmm. named it 
that after the back end of a beetle, which is called a scutellum, because they said it has a similar shape. And basically they said that life on this earth could not exist without this shape because it's found in all multicellular organisms. We just never really noticed it before. Not fun. Oh, see, wow. That makes me think about so many things. Right? That this is, so it's like something that we've always seen. Yeah. We've, our eyes, all the same eyes that haven't changed. Sarah, it's like that thing you say about yeah. when that boat yes, is coming to I the know. new world. Yes, I know. That's what it's making me think of. We should. We can't trust our eyes. What are we even seeing? What even is this? This is like I read this article in Scientific American just recently, and and I couldn't even. I was like, I can't talk about this shit on here because I can't even I hate begin to wrap my mind around this idea. Neil deGrasse Tyson and oh, a comedian. I can't remember who it is. We're ha- uh, having a conversation about uh, simulation theory and basically get down to it. Like we're looking at 50-50's chance that this is all a simulation. No. Like the actual math. Like when you look at the math of the likelihood of that. And I was like, oh, I can't. Well, Chuck Nice, I think that's his name, who was on there with him. I was like, I can't <laughs> even. Me. I mean, I like, I, I saved it to you like talk out. about. And I was like, I don't even, I can't even begin to, to wrap my head around this and that is how i feel about like we we've looked at these like if it's inside a cell cells are such like studied (laughs) we have a lot of people have looked at i know because they said they're found in embryos and i mean it was almost like once they you know got a handle on it they're like wait it's everywhere right See, that's like when you buy a crazy. certain car. Yep, the red car and effect. you see it everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyway, I just think that's fun. I think that's so cool, and it just makes my brain just go a million places. They said that the discovery might be helpful to scientists who are trying to create artificial organs and tissues in the lab. I guess because if you can simulate the shape. Yes, you can build that, on top of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I see all, my mind sees all the... Uh, yeah, the possibilities. It's, so cool. it's this different size. It has different sized areas at the top and bottom that allow cells to pack tightly together. Mm-hmm. Wow, Isn't that cool. Super so keep cool. up the good work, scientists. Yeah, keep doing your thing, science. Support Ooh, I you. think this is a fun fact that you will. It's one of those things where once you hear it, you're like, "That makes sense." Yeah. So they. I was just reading about scientists wanted to know if depression and anxiety were increasing this year as you might expect mm-hmm. because it's it hasn't been a great year i don't know if you heard yeah, yeah not, not and, uh, so they were studying um depression rates of teenagers compared now compared to 2018 mm-hmm. and w- and funnily enough these rates were down and so they were trying to figure out what it is about this year that made them not as anxious or lonely when the rest of us are <laughs> you know Dying. White knuckling it. Right. <laughs> right. Well, it turns out because they are not in a traditional school situation, they are sleeping enough finally. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? That makes so much sense. Absolutely. This is a really good argument for a shorter school day and later start and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And it makes me crazy that the reason they don't start school later is just so they can have like fucking football practice afterwards oh my god Suze, that is i'm so glad that they really yeah. looked at and really like considered all those variables and stuff out there because yeah because they need more than seven hours a night and normally they're obviously not getting it because teenagers uh, like to stay up late right and then they have to get up at the crack yes, of dawn right Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! So there you go. I just thought you'd like that fun fact. I love that fun <clears throat> fact. I just got a uh, um, this like fertility tracker bracelet that I wear that like you know tracks your well, fertility. Online is that the Ava? Yes, or is it yes, t- yes, it is. I've I love heard it. Good things. I love it. Love it. Love it. And because um, I was like, I'm over birth control. I want to like you know track this stuff and like that. And um, uh, uh, oh, so I've been like looking at my sleep. Mm. Okay. Mm, 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 <gasps> what does it mm, say? Mm. It'll say like your what the the quality of the sleep was, what the REM sleep was. I and I only got bad. four hours and thirteen minutes last night. Oh my gosh! 
And I went to bed. What the hell are you doing in there? I'm not sleeping. In my, I'm just laying in bed with no lights, no TV, no phone. I haven't even had my phone with me. And I so think you're I'm asleep. Awake. So I'm like awake. It's not a question of like you thought you were sleeping, but you weren't. You Sometimes I, mean I think that? I thought I was sleeping, but I wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Dang. And no, it's not like I, I am like, oh, I'm, oh, I had some glasses of wine. No, I haven't even been drinking. Right, right. So I'm like, what? Is well, that's that? good to know. Right. So I've been tracking. I've been like, okay, I got to get better sleep. I got to do like, you know. I think most people need better sleep. I think we do too. And I think I didn't even know how much, how little I was getting until I was like actually properly tracking it, you know? Wow. Because it's like. Does it give you tips? Like, hey, do this to. Ooh. No, it hasn't I would love yet. Yeah. <laughs> they need to personalize it so we can. Yeah. Do, they could say like, listen. You need to do this. Take yeah. a bath before yes. bed. Or My mom does tell me that. She's like, you need to have two baths, just like Susie. <laughs> I agree, Sally. Yes. There you go. Okay. Let me see. What do I want to talk about? Um, I did read a great article in the New York Times about self-portraiture and the oh. dawn of it. It was so good. And it was one of those ones. Sometimes New York Times does these beautiful interactive articles and like while you're reading it down the left hand side the image of the portrait the painting they're talking about will like zoom in zoom out that's cool yeah it was really fun to have the text and then the image next to it so you could see exactly what they were talking about but they were describing this painter in the renaissance period named durer d-u-r-e-r i haven't heard of him. i hope i'm saying that right anyway it was like around 1500 Mm-hmm. And this was at a time when the flat mirror was decades away that he oh, and everyone else. I didn't right? even think about that. Me neither. You have to have a mirror in order to do that. <laughs> yeah, to know what you truly oh, look like. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. So he was operating with, they had convex mirrors, Mm -hmm. I guess at the time, but for whatever reason, the technology didn't allow for flat mirrors until later. So his paintings are so impressive because he was one of the first people to do self-portraiture, but also to do it like front facing. Mm -hmm. So he almost paints himself as you would a deity like Jesus or Mm-hmm. You know, an I'm looking at his like photos that. right now, or photos, his oh. paintings right now, and they're great. And w- there's one that I'm familiar with. The young hair is yeah. a, I'm that one is like a well-known one. It's interesting that that one's so famous, and his other ones are way more beautiful. Check out, go to the New York Times article yeah. about it, yeah. um, and see, because you'll love the interactive yeah. element of it. But anyway, they were talking about, um, like... His rivals thought he had some sort of special brush, and maybe he did, but his wow. brush strokes were so impressive with his hair, like every fleck Oh my of God, hair. I'm seeing it. Yes. Isn't it so beautiful? Wow, that is cool. Man. And yeah. to just realize that he had never really seen himself mm-hmm. and to paint so realistically, because up until that, it was almost cartoonish. Well, and and- th- Yes, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. That w- there, I was just thinking that that like you tra- when that that transition from like the Gothic art to the Renaissance art, I now think may have been in line with also yeah. the scientific discoveries and something like mirror and new brushes and new all that. <laughs> right, and everyone's like suspicious. Wait, did he get a new brush? Oh my god, that just like makes you think about. It those big jumps in art history is so cool. Like the big jumps and and changes in like, is it materials that were available? Is it like, you know, that's why I get excited when I'm with someone who knows so much about it because they can be like, here's why that hand position is so interesting. You wouldn't know otherwise, you know? And my problem was like, my mother is that. And then I fought (laughs) it my whole life. And then Mm -hmm. I go on a trip to Europe, you know, as an adult. And I'm like, did you know? And they were like, (laughs) Damn, that's cool. And I was like, fuck, my mom was teaching me good stuff. And I like, yeah, I, st- I got it still. Because if know. you have someone like that around, what a resource. Yes, this is how I feel about tour guides. <laughs> Despite <laughs> their jokes. I don't think jokes. they fall in that category. I thought it was interesting also that if you look at his eyes in that image, mm-hmm. they say they're so haunting. And even like there's a reflection of a window in it. Wow. Very realistic. That one museum goer mutilated them with a hairpin because they were so freaked out oh they had to repair it oh my god 
good. That's so crazy. I don't know why that gives me like the heebie-jeebies because it, it's like <laughs> it feels like like I don't know like the the artist like knows that when I that is a haunting painting. You know what's funny is you know that idea of like the eyes are following me. Yeah. Of you know paintings the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Often, yeah, and then they like make sort of jokes about it in parodies and movies where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a silly gag to have the eyes actually moving right, to right, watch right. the whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I experienced having Lincoln um notice that for the first time and it was so fun. He was watching a video for school and he's like, That guy's looking at me no matter where I go in the room. <laughs> and like he was genuinely freaked out, which was so delightful oh my because gosh. the rest it's of like us, the you know, first time, understand. right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was just like I you know, you have that moment where you're like are they looking at me? Right. <laughs> and he's like trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love looking but at anyway. that kind of stuff with kids, watching them discover those the things for the first though. time. Yeah. Uh, and like, that's what's fun about art in general yes. and, you know, yes. all this stuff. And yes. it's just to see it all mm-hmm. and have technology allow us to learn about it in a way that's like, it comes alive. It really does. And I'm grateful for that because otherwise technology just feels like, Ugh. you know, destroying civilization yeah. right right yes ah so there you cool. go cool i like that that's well i can't wait to studio. click through that and explore that a little more let's wind it down let's talked about some good art today we really did that was fun yeah and graffiti art and classic art vaginal rejuvenation you don't need a vaginal rejuvenation <laughs> oh my god i totally forgot about that already don't forget Susie has a floppity sloppity vagina. That is beautiful and perfect just the way it is. <laughs> and then um, we talked about the cryogenics and the oh debate my about gosh. whether yep. you know, that's a wise thing yep. to do. Are we even a simulation? Who knows? That is intriguing. I want to learn more about oh that. Oh my gosh. Or don't because that's a... <laughs> or don't. Yeah. Then definitely we have go to the, the end of the internet with that one. Siberian family. Oh, yes. The Siberian. It is nice to do a little review. Even It I'm, actually I, is. I'm like, God, yes. We covered a lot today. We learned today. so much. We learned so much. Thanks, Suze. We're on the fence about graffiti. Yeah, we are. And, but we are anti-hairy caterpillars. Definitely. Especially the poisonous <laughs> kind. A little bit jealous of their amazing hairdos, but whatever. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's so full of life. Right. And uh, we love that there's a new shape that is... Yes, we really know, love that. Who knew? Oh, I, that minds. is that is so cool. And everybody should check that out. Google it. Tell all your friends. And leave us yeah. a five-star review. Yeah, and we'll see you next time, everybody. All right, bye. Bye. Did you know that everyone has an aura? Do you know what color your aura is? Maybe you have a fiery red personality or a quiet and calm blue or green. You could be an organized and methodical yellow or an explosive purple. Come join me, Mystic Michaela, on my podcast, Know Your Aura, to find out all about how your personality can be explained in colors.